0: Welcome to the Hay Kings podcast, brought to you by Vermeer, your expert in hay and forage equipment. Today, I'm excited to bring a special guest on the podcast, a Vermeer hay and forage dealer. We'll take a look behind the scenes of how a dealership operates during the middle haying season and how producers may best use their dealers as resources during the hectic hay season. Welcome, Chris Hinchy. Chris, thanks for joining us in the middle of your busiest season of the year. We won't keep you too long, but we've got a few questions for you today. Now, you're from Tri-County Power Equipment in Jefferson, Tennessee, is that right? Jefferson City, yes. Chris, can you tell me a little bit about your background?
1: I grew up on a farm. Uh, I'm actually the seventh generation on my family farm. My children are the eighth generation there. It's something we're pretty proud of. Born and raised right here in Jefferson City all my life. We've always had just beef, cattle, and hay. And years past, we had tobacco also, but that kind of went away about 20, 25 years ago. So now I'm just strictly beef, cattle, and hay. Now,
0: a little bit about the dealership. What's the background story for uh, Tri-County Power Equipment?
1: The dealership here, we actually opened, I think, in January of 1994, A fellow by the name of Don Lane started this dealership, and he had worked previously in other dealerships that uh, eventually closed. So he opened his own dealership in 1994 as a Ford and New Holland dealer. And then in 1995, he picked up Kubota as a tractor line, and then that continued on until 2008. So that following winter, we picked up Vermeer as a hay line, and we've been going strong ever since with Kubota and Vermeer.
0: What do you like most about working with the hay and forage industry?
1: I've always just enjoyed hay. I've enjoyed it even back when I was a kid. Uh, You know, we only put square bales up back then. But uh, I've just always enjoyed being in the field, watching the hay grow, and, and just the entire process of from cutting it, getting it in the bale, all the way through to feeding it in the wintertime. And it's just something I've always been interested in. Do you have a favorite
0: memory putting up hay?
1: Uh, my best memory is every year when that last bell goes in the barn. I guess <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good memory every year. Nothing quite like that
0: clean looking field
1: and a full barn,
0: <laughs> right? Can you help me paint the picture of what life is like at a dealership during the middle of hay season?
1: In one word, I'd say hectic. It's it's very very busy, you know, in hay season as we're trying to get everything done. Obviously, we are not a hay equipment-only dealership. We also sell tractors, all kinds of implements, lawnmowers, utility vehicles, you name it. We're a full line dealership, so we can't concentrate solely on hay equipment. But yet, we've been at this long enough that we understand when hay season comes around, hay equipment and, and the needs and repair and service and all that kind of thing has to come first. And it does spend lots of time in the field during hay season. And we put a lot of overtime in for mostly in this part of the world. It's May, June, sometimes into the first part of July.
0: Can you take me through a few of the ways you can support a customer during the hay season?
1: I think the primary way that we support customers is just being available. Most of our hay equipment customers have my cell phone number and I encourage them to call it because most of our customers in Tennessee are not full-time farmers. They work a public job somewhere else and they farm in the evenings. And when we are closed, they need someone to get in touch with. So my phone number is available. I encourage them to call it. I always answer it if I have it with me. And lots of times you know, we can help these customers out just with a phone call, and we don't even have to go into the field. Uh, Other ways, I guess, is just having a really, really good support team here at the dealership from the technicians, the parts guys having fully stocked parts shelves. That's a big thing in hay equipment dealerships because when the hay is down, and the equipment's down, you know, you got to get it up.
0: Yeah, you don't need parts three days from now.
1: You needed them two hours ago. <laughs> you need it yesterday. That's exactly right. Yep. So, you know, having a fully stocked parts department, service guys that know what they're doing, and just being responsive and available, I think are the three biggest things that we can do to help these customers.
0: Why do you think your customers choose to work with you in the first place? What's that draw without that personal touch that it sounds like you're you're doing a great job on?
1: Well, we work really, really hard at that, and we do. We strive, we honestly strive to make sure that they get the best ownership experience possible when they deal with us. And honestly, I think that is why people come to us. We feel like that we do a better job than some of the competition, taking care of our customers, being there again. And, and hey, customers, probably more than any other customers, appreciate that. So I think the biggest reason people deal with us and do business with us is they know that when they need us or when they need me, that we'll be there. We have done this enough that when someone calls me with an issue, especially with a bailer, normally if they explain to me what's going on, I can almost diagnose it on the phone. That comes back to knowing our equipment as good as we should. Sometimes we can get these guys going with nothing more than a phone call and telling them to make one adjustment. And then the second thing is, if needed, as soon as you hang the phone up, you get in the truck and you're gone. And you just simply have to be willing to do that. Some dealerships aren't. People appreciate that. They, they appreciate us being accessible.
0: Do you have a favorite memory of helping a customer when they were in a hayfield? Like, uh, maybe a good example of that. Hanging up the phone and getting in the truck.
1: I guess the best one, and this is just this year, I don't know how many weeks ago it was. It all starts to run together, but we had a customer that was having some issues with his baler, and it was like a month, 45 days out of warranty, and he called me. He was very frustrated, had some issues, and I told him I'll help, help him out, and I'll be there in 45 minutes, and I think I was there in about an hour. And within 20 minutes after I got to his hay field, he was bailing hay. And he asked me what he owed me. I said, no problem. It's handled. And the statement that he made to me was, from now on, if I need hay equipment, I'm not calling anybody else. I'm calling you. And that's what we want. And that's the kind of service that you have to give these people. And it pays off in the end. It really does.
0: Now I find myself wishing that you were a little closer to me.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just people always talk about we have the lowest prices. We have the lowest prices. If you can earn someone's trust and confidence, you don't have to have the lowest prices. You've got to have the best service. And that's what we work really, really hard to do. And I think we're doing a pretty good job of it.
0: Tell me about your passion helping these producers. How do you develop that? And how do you develop that in others?
1: That's a hard question. You can develop it, but you can't create it. I think either you have that passion or you don't. I think it's something we're born with. You know, some people are passionate about camping or boating or fishing or whatever you're passionate about. I'm just passionate about helping folks out, especially with tractors and hay equipment. That's just something I've always loved. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy working with the people. I mean, we can hone our skills and we can help others, you know, if we have other people in the dealership, but that passion mostly is contagious. If others see you that that you have it, it kind of rubs off on others in the dealership. And then they start to put forth a little more effort. And I think that's what makes a good dealership is everybody coming together to do their part to make sure that these customers get their hay up and get it up before the rain you know, many, many times we have folks bring a baler or a mower or something in here broken down. Our technicians drop what they're doing immediately and fix it while the customer waits and send them home with a repaired piece of equipment. Again, that's just we are passionate about what we do and we understand the importance. You know, it doesn't have to be important to us. If it's important to the customer, it's important. That's just kind of what we do. I don't know that I can answer the question why we do it other than we are just passionate about it and we want these customers to be taken care of.
0: Let's take a break there and we'll get a word from our sponsor. I'm Danny Wan and and I switched to the Vermeer 604R because I believe
1: this is built to last. I bail about 4,000 bales a year, and I think as much money you give for a baler, if they need to bail 4,000 bales a year, even if it's for 10 years, they they need
0: to get it done. The day I ran it, we absolutely had no issues at all. It fired up, and I bailed like some guy. <laughs> it just bailed all day long. Hear the full story at makinay.com slash haykings. What tips or best practices do you have for hay and forage producers to stay running during the season?
1: Oh, there's lots of them. A grease gun is your friend. (laughs) I like that Uh, one. (laughs) You're not going to break it by greasing it too much. (laughs) I would suggest always check your machine, whether it's a mower, rake, tether, or baler, before you go to the field. Uh, It takes two minutes to walk around it, check it, make sure everything's tight, make sure everything that's loose is supposed to be loose. You know, broken belts, broken knives on mowers, broken teeth, those are much easier to fix at the barn than they are in the field. And you just got to check them. Or if you have a question, it's in the answers in the manual. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's okay to read your owner's manual. But the main thing is just learning how to use your equipment, whatever it may be, properly. And that's one thing that we do with every round baler we sell. I personally go to the field with that baler the first time the baler goes to the field. Mm hmm. I bail with it myself to make sure the baler is working properly. And then I ride on the tractor with the customer to make sure the customer is operating properly. Because most trouble that we have with balers is customer created. So if we start every baler, and when I leave the hay field, the baler is working properly, the customer is working properly. They know what to do and how to do it. That prevents probably 95% of problems in the future. So it's just grease it, take care of it, and operate it properly. And that, if you do those three things, you're not going to have a lot of trouble.
0: Those all sound like really good pieces of advice. We had Gary Campbell on. He's a, a little bit of a retired Baylor engineer. Yeah. He described the owner's manual as a window into the engineer's mind.
1: There you go. That's that's a great picture.
0: I I just I love the way he described that. Like, if you really want to know how that machine operates or how it's intended to operate, read the book.
1: (laughs) That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And so many people just don't. Right, right. It's easier to push one button on your smartphone and call me. (laughs) And you don't mind that, right? And I don't. I honestly don't. That's good. (laughs)
0: That's good. I want to dive back into your relationship with Vermeer. So... Why do you and the team at Tri-County trust your Vermeer hay tools and, and make the recommendation for your customers to buy a yellow piece of equipment?
1: Oh, there's several reasons. Number one, obviously, as I said earlier, when New Holland pulled out of our dealership several years ago, uh, you know, we knew we're in a very strong hay market. We knew that we had to have a hay line. Really, there was no question who we were going to pursue. And two days after New Holland pulled out, I contacted Vermeer. Through the course of that winter, we knew that we wanted to be a Vermeer dealer, and then obviously we got that worked out. But, uh, you know, number one, just the reputation that Vermeer has as as a hay and forage company. I I feel like, honestly, they have the best line across the board of hay and forage equipment out there. It's dependable. It's very, very simple. It's easy to work on. Probably more than that, as our relationship with Vermeer has developed over the years, They are simply hands down the best manufacturer that we have ever worked with as a dealership. It's still family owned. Their name is on the side of the equipment and that still means something to them. When we call them, whether it be sales, parts, service, warranty, we get somebody on the phone that number one knows the equipment and number two has the authority to make a decision. And both of those things are very important, especially if we're standing in the hayfield with a broken down piece of equipment. I can take my cell phone and call someone in Vermeer service and get them directly on the phone. And normally, just by a two-minute phone call, someone at Vermeer can tell me what I need to do or what I need to look at. Just that intellectual knowledge and wisdom and experience that they have is its just second to none. It really is. We wouldn't be able to take care of our customers the way that we do without Vermeer taking care of us the way that they do. And they're just, like I say, they're hands down. I can't stress enough that the relationship that we have with them, it's it's wonderful. We feel like every time we speak to Vermeer that they want the customer happy and they want the dealer happy. And it's obvious in the way they do things.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add as we wrap up here? This is something,
1: dealing with this hay equipment and and customers, it's something that you have to be passionate about. You have to love it. You know, most of our work in the hay field is hot, humid, dusty, windy. It's not sitting in an air conditioner looking at a screen. It's something that you've kind of got to have inside your heart to want to do, and not everybody does. But if you're passionate about something and you have an inborn love for it, then I think that shows and I think the customers recognize it and they appreciate it. And, and that's I think that's why they continue to do business with us is because we take good care of them and we've got good equipment to, to serve them with any of their needs.
0: I want to say thank you to you, Chris, and to Vermeer for this opportunity to take a peek and get a little different perspective. Hey Kings is about education, networking, and innovation. The educational component here is get both sides of that picture that there are people at dealerships that care every bit as much as the producer so i want to say a genuine thank you to that i want to say a genuine thank you to uh, vermeer for sponsoring this episode and uh, again
1: thank you for your time today i appreciate it